truly believe we do not need to go out into the world and conquer the world to learn about ourselves or learn lessons or to heal our wounds. I truly believe our work is in our daily life, in the moment-to-moment interactions with our husbands, with our kids, with our coworkers. I truly believe that is the work and that is how life has designed it to be, our work. So our children mirror back to us what we need to work on. Our husband mirrors us back what we need to work on. That is how life is designed. That is how our daily life is our spiritual practice. Not how much you meditate or how much you pray. That's not the spiritual practice. It's the moment-to-moment living of your everyday, normal, humble, simple life. You can learn exactly who you are, exactly how to grow, what your wounds, what your toxic habits and patterns are within yourself if you just pay attention to your everyday normal life. And what that requires is, is obviously presence, but it's, it's like I'm constantly beating this word presence, presence, presence. And I feel like some people, before you get it, It takes a while to get it, like the gift of presence, why presence is so important. I think it takes a while to get to that moment where everything clicks. The gift of presence. So in the easiest way to explain this, the gift of presence is when you finally are viewing your conditioned brain as an outsider. So say your child is at the park or the grocery store and they do not want to leave and you have to go. Like, you know, you got to make it to another appointment or something and there's some reason you have to rush and you have to go and your child is like, no, I don't want to go. Well, our conditioning, how to handle that situation is fine. I'm going to leave you here then. Bye. I truly believe that's all of our reactions and reactions are proof that we are conditioned Literally, our brain is programmed to react that way. We all have these certain situations where we are programmed and we are conditioned to respond in a very, very uh, common way, okay? A child falls down, they cry, oh, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. That is our programming, that is our conditioning. That is our reaction because of its conditioning. Similarly, I believe... That's our judgments. Okay, so say someone's walking down the street and they're dressed in a way that we do not like or we do not agree with. Okay, so just imagine they're homeless looking and our conditioning in our society is kind of that homeless people don't have that much value or they're worthless. That is what our society, that's how they view homeless people, straight up. All of us have this reaction to seeing a homeless person or this judgment. Not all of us, okay? I always say all of us and all the time and that's not true. But a lot of us have this immediate judgment to maybe someone that's homeless. And then our second thought, our actual response to seeing a homeless person is usually compassion. That is our true part of ourselves. That is the not conditioned part of ourselves. So our first judgment, our first reaction is always our 
conditioned program brain from our society so in most cases the judgment is the perfect reflection on how our society tells us what to think and what to act like and how to judge someone so we might not believe in judging moms we might be mom's greatest ally but our society beats down on moms so badly that we may find ourselves judging moms in our brain. But what's so important is when you observe yourself judging a mom, for example, watch the judgment and then go to the second thought. What is your second thought? Normally, it's a harsh judgment, the way society has taught you to believe or think or judge. And then the second thought is empathy and is compassion. And that's the real you. That's the difference between a reaction, which is our conditioning, and the response, which is us. It's our soul. It's the true us. So this is how I've learned to bring compassion to myself because I am not my judgments. My judgments are just evidence that I am programmed by the society because I was raised here. That's it. If I have a judgment against a mom, that is not the true me. That is, that is not what I believe. That is just proof that my brain is a, cu- a cucumber, <laughs> a computer. My brain is a computer and it was programmed with a certain software according to this society. That's it. So I'm giving you permission to not be hard on yourself for your judgments. That is not you. That is not you, Okay. The real you is the second, second, third, fourth thought about the situation that you just judged. It's when you put yourself in the other person's shoes after you judge them. That's the real you. So the gift of presence is when you notice the judgment, then you can notice your second and third thought on your judgment. Presence is what allows you to bring compassion to yourself because you can detach from your judgments and be like, that's not me. That's not who I am. The gift of presence also is choosing a response. So our reaction is our ego. Like a child falls down and we say, oh, you're okay, you're okay. That's a reaction. And it's unconscious and we do it without even thinking. That's our ego programming. Reactions are what happen when we don't even think, we just do, and then it's after the fact, we're like, oh my gosh. There is no presence in reactions. And to rewire that is hard. But obviously it just takes practice. And then response, having an actual response, not a reaction, can only be done in presence. When we're in the moment, the moment it's happening and watching the interactions and the feelings and the judgments and having complete awareness and presence with our response. This is the gift of presence. I'm going to share a story that just happened between my husband and I, which is why I'm doing this podcast episode because I never make myself do a podcast episode. I just, boom, get inspired by usually a life event or a life conversation which inspires me to talk about it here and so there's this situation that just happened between my husband and I 
that was earth-shattering for me. And it is a very, very simple eh, story because it's just a normal, everyday life situation. But it was so impactful to me. And it all just comes down to being present in the moment everything was happening. Okay, so... One day he comes home and he is a little more frazzled than normal. But I mean, he has long work days. He's extroverting all day. So it just takes a a lot out of him, especially if you're not a, you know, true extrovert to extrovert all day with your job is very taxing. I don't even think I could do it. And I could put on my extroversion charm. I don't know that I can do it. I like spending all my days alone. So he comes home and he's a little more spent than normal. He's a little more frazzled than normal. He's making sparkling water with our sparkling water machine and it blows up everywhere and the sparkling water goes everywhere and he's like, he blows up. He's like, ah, like, I I don't know how to like recreate his, his, um, tipping point, but he, the sparkling water going everywhere was like the volcano eruption on it. He hit his limit. Then he was cleaning it up and then he sees like all this, um, dirty counter and vegetables and everything from how I just made from I just made dinner and then he just gets frazzled again by all the mess and he's just he's just so done and he's exploding kind of he was not like yelling but you know making the sounds and the gestures of you know kind of an adult tantrum and I was right in that area I was right in his space And I was observing how I was feeling when he was having his big emotions. I was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable with his big yucky emotions. And here I am thinking, oh, you know, I'm good at emotions. I've done so much work. And then you're thrown into a situation. You know, this is the real work. You're thrown into a situation where you are asked to actually deal with big emotions which for parents is a daily basis and an every hour basis, obviously. But for me, I'm learning all, everything through my husband right now, which I think is how life designed it. So he's having this kind of like meltdown, big emotions, and it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm in my body and I'm present with how uncomfortable I feel. I am so uncomfortable. I hate that he just interrupted my peace. I hate that he just changed how I felt in my body because I was feeling good. I was feeling good. And then he has these big emotions and now I don't feel good. And so my ego is mad that he interrupted my peace. My ego wants to be mad at him for doing this to me, which is victimhood, obviously. The ego loves to be a victim, which is why the ego always seeks victimhood. So I'm watching my ego want to be annoyed at him. It wants to like throw a little jab at him uh, of some sort to know, to let him know that I am annoyed and mad that he changed my emotional state. I'm watching my ego want to do all of this. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the habit. This is what normally would have happened is he, his upset emotions upset me, which then I wanted to punish him for upsetting me, 
which in my opinion is the parent-child dynamic. The child has the big emotions. It affects the parent's emotional state. The parent then is mad. They are now mad and they want to then, you know, shame or punish the child in some way. And I think it honestly, for me in that moment, it all goes back to not being able to lean in to the uncomfortableness of watching someone have big emotions. And that's what I was able to do in that moment is take myself kind of out of my body and watch it kind of detached. So I was talking to myself like, oh my gosh, this is such an uncomfortable feeling. I don't like this feeling. I don't like that he did this to me. I don't like how he made me feel this way. And then to shift everything, I was able to view him as a child having big emotions and having just a hard time or viewing him as if he was my child and showing me how much work I have to do because I was so uncomfortable with big yucky emotions in that moment. So, you know, if if he was my child, if I had a child right now, like that's how I would be. I would be so uncomfortable with their big emotions and I do think I have more empathy for children because they are innocent. They're new to earth. They don't know what they're doing. It's their first time here. They don't have years of, you know, trying to get things right. I do have more empathy for children because of that innocence. Yet, you know, over time, after day after day after day, you know, being shoved into big emotions when you don't want to be, it's uncomfortable. And I think that's, obviously why parenting is hard I don't know I'm not a parent but I think a lot of what I deal with my husband is a foreshadowing of parenthood which is the gift of presence I can see how my husband blowing up with sparkling water and me watching him have these big emotions and be being so uncomfortable wanting him wanting to punish him for these feelings is kind of the same of the parent child So this entire reaction and situation was maybe three minutes long, (laughs) okay? It was not long. And he wasn't like yelling or anything, but it was an adult tantrum where you're like sighing really loud and you're doing these mannerisms and you're just muttering to yourself. And, you know, that's kind of how an adult tantrum, sometimes it's bigger. But it's, it's a huge energy shift. So... The moment things changed was the moment that I was able to view him as a child or imagine that was my child having a meltdown and how uncomfortable I was with the meltdown. Like that just showed me everything I need to know and where my work is and how much more work I need to do. So the beautiful gift of being present in that entire emotional moment that it was happening is that I did not react with my habit of punishing him or being annoyed at him for changing my emotional state. Because I was present, I was able to just watch my ego want to punish him, want to be annoyed with him, want to blame him for making me annoyed. I watched it all happen, but I did not react and I did not have to latch on to the habit of reacting like I would in my past. Being present in the moment it's happening, that's what you can do. And that's why I'm so proud of myself. So this was like a three-minute situation. It all happened pretty fast, and I'm just 
watching my ego, watching how things are happening in my body, I'm listening to how my body's feeling. And then once he goes onto the couch to eat his dinner, I'm like, oh my gosh, listen to what just happened with me in those three minutes internally while you were having your eruption. And then I told him, and it was so cool because it didn't have to turn into anything. It just, it just was what it was. And for the first time ever, I was able to lean in to how uncomfortable my body felt watching his big emotions. For once, I leaned into it and I, and I didn't run away and I didn't shut it down. And I am so proud of myself. I am so proud of myself. It was just this tiny little small mundane moment, but it was so huge and I learned so much. I learned so much. So then after talking with him, ideally I would want him to reflect like, oh, what led to this eruption, right? Because there's many factors that lead to, re- to eruptions. There's a reason. There's, it doesn't happen out of the blue. And then through talking about it, we realized that it's probably because he just became a U.S. citizen and he had his meeting that day and he had his testing that day. And so it was a very anxious day. It was a very anxious day. And it makes sense that later in the day, it all came out. It all spilled out of him. And it, and it will, at some point, a week down the road, a day down the road, But that day, it was just hours later that all of that anxiousness just exploded out of him. And that's just such an amazing reminder that adults are the same as toddlers. All of that emotion goes somewhere. Either we stuff it, stuff it, stuff it for many more days, or it comes out in the form of sparkling water spilling all over your counter. This is the situation that happens to all of us. We are all anxious about something or scared about something. And then it comes out in a different way because we're not truly honoring the emotion and the feeling in the moment it's happening, putting a name to it, feeling it, talking to it, processing it. No, we just kind of, you know, shove it down, shove it down. And then hours later, days later, it comes out in the form of an eruption towards our child or our spouse or something. But that's like the old paradigm. That's when, that's when you're not aware of what's going on with you. That's when you're not aware of your emotions and your feelings. In this new paradigm, that doesn't have to happen because you're present. And yes, of course it can happen sometimes because we're human and we mess up and that's totally fine. But the more aware and present we become, with our emotions and interactions we're having with our spouse and children as they're having them, the less it happens. Because the more you process the emotion and the feeling in the moment, that's when it doesn't, that's when it doesn't come out later on. And you're like, where did this come from? Where does this stem from? This is the gift of presence. The more you can be present with your fears, your emotions, your interactions with people, the more you can acknowledge them and validate them and away they go. And they don't come back 
a week later or five hours later because you process them. This is a gift of presence.